0: Thank you, Lord. Well, it's, a, it's great to be with you guys. I trust you were blessed with uh, the last couple of weeks with Easter and Palm Sunday and just uh, the baptisms we had on that crazy day of rain. Such a blessing. To God be the glory. Amen. We just honor you, Lord. We echo with the disciples, where else would we go? You alone have the words of truth. We open our hearts to you. We just ask you to speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you a person that desires truth? What do you say? What do you mean? Are you a person that desires freedom? Or do you like being in shackles? Do you like the cell that you're in? You got pictures up. You gotten used to it. You got your little routine in the 10 by 10 cell. Because truth and freedom are tied. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. But the truth does, come, truth does come at a cost. It says buy the truth and sell it not. You may have heard the term my truth. I'm not talking about my truth. But I've realized when people say my truth, it means my opinion. I'm not talking about my truth. I'm talking about the truth. I'm talking about which stands alone whether I'm on this face of this earth or not. I'm not the one who creates it. I'm the one that re- accepts it. I'm not the one that brings revelation to it. Revelation from it comes to me. And I desire truth. At what point will truth be too much for you? You're like, eh, it's too costly. It's too offensive. Like a spiritual cafeteria, you're like, eh, I'm, I'm good. I don't need it. That's, good, that's about as much truth as I want. It's like saying that's as much freedom as I want. I'm okay with this being shackled on this arm, but at least this, my left hand is free. I'm good with that. You may think that sounds crazy, but that's a lot of us in the world in the spiritual realm. The passage we're going to look at today in Ephesians 5 and, and into 6 is, is probably one of the more triggering passages in the Scripture. Particularly in the time that we live in, and in the, in the coming Sundays, we're going to look at relationships in the household, relationship with husbands and wives and children, and even your boss. And I just ask for patience in many respects. I just, it's almost like, you know, just, just can we close the door, the, the noise of the world, click. You know, that, whoop, get foot out, click. And just talk. And ask God to Reveal. Now, I don't have time to, review, to to go through this session even into, I hope to get into Ephesians 5, but I feel like I need to give a preamble. I need to speak about something to set the tone. We're going to talk about um, the S word today. Somebody told me that's what the, the mother came up to her and talked to her about the S word. Submit or submission. To subordinate yourself, to yield to one's admonition or advice. I cannot think of a more offensive word in the first world democratic mindset than this. When we hear we need to submit to X, generally our initial reaction is one of revulsion with an articulation akin to get stuffed. I ain't submitting. You and the horse you rode in on. See ya. I want to communicate. Nick, don't you always want to? Yes, but I'm just saying, I'm not looking to just preach here and teach or what have you. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you in the culture and time with which we live. And I need to unpack this word. I need to unpack it. I need to give a holistic understanding of it. You know, it's interesting. You can be speaking the same words, but not communicating. I'll never forget my brother. He came home one day in a big tizzy. He slams the door, he's yelling and screaming. It's like, what's wrong, Roland? He's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's the third oldest. You would not believe what McDonald's is doing. Well, what's, what, what's McDonald's doing? They're giving out free condiments. I cannot believe they're giving out free condiments. I'm like, well, they, they should be. Are you serious? You agree with it? And, of course, the penny dropped. I'm like, Oh. You misunderstand what that word means. And I corrected him. And he understood what condiments were. So here he was in a tizzy, completely out of touch with what was being said. See, on the streets, when I talked to people, when I used to do street preaching, and people rejected Christ, I would ask them, which Christ are you rejecting? Because most of them are rejecting a false Christ. I want you, if you're going to reject Jesus, reject the real one that you're going to stand before one day. At least reject the truth, not what you think the truth is. So I would ask you, if you have a differing opinion on this subject, at least hear me out. Sin has not been more manifest than in authority and submission. I'm telling you. It's ravished every, every um, situation, every institution that has this. You, it's, the, it's just Sin has just gotten a, part, a hold of it and torn it to bits. So because of that, I just want to prepare our spiritual stomachs for digestion. Whatever lactose intolerance, as it were. You take pills so you can drink milk. It's my desire to give you an understanding, by the grace of God, to this topic. And you will understand why there is so much attack on it and so much weirdness of it. And there's so few good examples of it. You will realize why it's like a, a focus of the enemy to subvert it. To distort it. To destroy it. Here's my primary objectives. Why are you doing this, Nick? To give understanding of spiritual authority and submission. Sometimes I ask, why am I doing this? What am I hoping to achieve? I want to help you see the reasonableness of this command to submit. I want you to see it as a reasonable request or command. It's a big one. To create a desire in each one of us to submit and walk in authority—that's that's another thing. It's a whole other thing to go, okay, I get it. But to desire—it's really that's what I'm trusting for—to show us through the word. Sorry, sorry. To show us through the word that the maximal submission yields the maximal strength and effectiveness in the spiritual realm. Let me start out with a statement. In the spiritual realm, every being is under submission or in rebellion except for our Father in heaven. Everyone else is either in rebellion or submission. Our heavenly Father is the authority. The Bible calls us to be submitted directly or indirectly to him. Now, to support the statement, I would like to highlight the interplay of the authority and submission as seen in the relationship of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I want to go there first to help us begin to digest, to help us begin to open up a bit through all the heartache and the pain around this topic, to tenderize a bit. Because everyone in this room pretty much probably has some thoughts around it. Jesus is submitted to the Father. This is what he says in John 6. For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him, shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Pretty plain. Not much else has to be said. Not my will. I do my Father's will. Continue. John chapter 5, 19. Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in the same way. Jesus is doing something. Whatever Jesus is saying something, you know the Father is doing it and the Father is saying it because he is submitted to his Father. He doesn't have a thought to do something outside of this. John twelve forty nine. for I did not speak on my own, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Now, if you were to observe Jesus' ministry for three years, this language does not come across your mind. He does not come across as someone who's subordinate, but someone full of authority and power. We would consider this, this language somewhat weak, if we are honest, in the culture. But it gives us insight from Jesus himself to the real reason, the source of his power and authority, of how he walked. It's interesting when you look at all the scriptures around Jesus' relationship with his father, there is no sense of friction between him and his father. No sense of power tension. No sense that Jesus would like to be the one given the orders. Even in the garden, we see Jesus expressing deep grief and sorrow. And even in the state, he is completely submitted to the Father's plan. The Father's will. Mark 14, 35. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour would pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will but what you will. Even in the most anguish, he sweat drops of blood of what was to come. The clear mandate was him. Jesus was unwavering in his commitment to the will of his father. He was unconditionally submitted. Note even in this, the the sense of intimacy. He says, Abba, Daddy. Daddy. It wasn't this far off. Yes, sir. No. It was intimate with his father. Not a power struggle. In it together, as it were. Submission to Jesus was not at all weakness. The Holy Spirit. John sixteen twelve. I still have much to tell you, but you cannot yet bear to hear it. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears. And he will declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, not himself. He will glorify me by taking from what is mine and disclosing it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father is mine. Interesting. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and disclose it to you. What a remarkable picture in the Godhead. Perfect submission in beautiful peace and love. No fighting for authority, but contentment and harmony. What a picture of heaven. You will note that the value of each of these parts you see here is not associated whether one has authority or submission. It's not tied in value. Okay, so that's the starter. That's the to show you that uh, whenever we're asked to submit, it's not above Jesus Himself. The kingdom of God is a culture of submission. I say culture because culture invades every part of your life. You know, when you go to a culture, it's not just at Sunday morning that you see a culture. You see it on, on how they eat, how they dress, where they go to work. How they can? It invades every part. Now, you would say, "What happened to the Earth?" We don't see this same thing reflected in authorities and subordinates on the planet. So, let me just give you a brief history as to why this harmony is not continued on the Earth, and there was events that really challenged this harmony in heaven, not in the Godhead, but in the created beings. Have you guys heard of a guy named Lucifer, a being? Satan? Most of us have. And and Isaiah gives us an insight into what happened that tried to challenge this harmony and why actually Satan eventually fell. Speaking of Satan, Isaiah says this in Isaiah 14, 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning, you have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroys the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb the highest heavens and be like the most high, down into its its depths. So we see here in this scripture... What Satan's perspective is the actual antithesis of submission. It's what we call rebellion. There, this is where the culture of submission was challenged. And this verse highlights the desires that led to this rebellion in Satan's heart, in Lucifer's heart. We see that pride entered the heart of Satan and he desired to dislodge God from his throne and sit there himself. As a result, he was cast out of heaven. And many of us would know the rest is history. We know what's come of it. Let's just transition now to earth. the Planet, humans, you and I. I would submit to you that humans have a very similar satanic desire to be number one. The leader, the one in authority, the big G's, the big gona. It's all deemed to be as more desirable to be the boss rather than the subordinate. It's just in us. We're born with it. We see how Lucifer's desires have found their way into the human heart. It's actually linked to, to rebellion. It's linked to witchcraft in the word. It's actually tied to its origin in First Samuel. But Samuel replied, 1 Samuel 15, 22. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. Rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft, and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. We see what God esteems here. Clearly, obedience and submission above everything. We can highlight, we give financially, we give of our time, we give of multiple things. But are you in rebellion? Am I in rebellion? When we act in rebellion, it is the same spirit as witchcraft. Along the way, same way as Satan himself fell. I also want to, if you know the story of Saul, you notice that he only obeyed God to a point. 90% didn't, you know, know, he had good reasons. He he spiritualized it. He sanctified it. He justified it himself. But when obedience cost him too much, he's like, eh, I think I'm going to just shave it off a bit here. I'm going to shave off a bit of the word. I don't like that scripture or that word from God. I'm going to sharpie that one out. I'm going to continue to serve God. Of course, I'm, just, I'm an Israelite. I'm the king, but I'm going to I'm going to change it. And we know what happened. In our natural person, we find no place for true submission. It's only a supernatural sense that we can walk in true submission. I want to make another statement here. In a proof text in the Scripture. We have no effective spiritual authority without submission to God directly or indirectly. We have no effective spiritual authority without submitting, without submission to God directly or indirectly. Can you help me with that, Nick? I can, yes. Wonderful text. Uh, It's the only second time only two times that Jesus marveled. Once he marveled in a good way and once he marveled in a really bad way. Matthew 8, chapter 5, or Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came and pleaded with him, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed in terrible agony. I will go and heal him, Jesus replied. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I tell one to go, and he goes, and another to come, and he comes. I tell my servant to do something, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to, the, said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with so much faith. It's interesting, the centurion. You know that Rome dominated the Israelites. They were enslaved to the Israelites, as it were. And the centurion calls him Lord. It's interesting. He comes up to him. Right out of the gate, you know, there's something different about this guy. And the centurion does not say, I'm a man of authority. The centurion says, I'm a man under authority. And because he's a man that knows how to follow, he's also a man that knows how to lead. He was precise. And he was simply saying to Jesus, you're the Son of God. You come on behalf of the Father. If you're submitted to the Father, it's though the Father is speaking. And because of this, Jesus marveled. And it is an incredible picture of spiritual authority. How often we try to combat the demonic darkness, all the while not under a spiritual covering because we are walking in rebellion. Deal with the rebellion in yourself before you try to deal with the darkness. You got to get square with God before you start swinging at other things. James speaks of this. Submit therefore to God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. It does not say, but resist the devil and submit to God. You run to the place of covering, to the true authority. And from that true authority, you resist the devil. And he will flee from you. A good question to ask yourself is, who are you submitted to? Are you even aware of submission? Or is this life you're living just for you? All that you do, Are you submitted to God? Yes. How about God's delegated authority? Individuals that have been sent by God or established by God to execute God's purposes and plans, to bring order, life, and freedom. A little bit different, isn't it? You cannot state that you are submitted to God but flippantly reject His delegated authority. It's rebellion. All structures that are built by God incorporate within them an authoritative order within it that submits to him. We need revelation like the centurion. We need a revelation of that. It is foreign to the natural mind. I'm not talking about the Christian mind, the new mind, the mind of Christ. But to the natural mind, it is foreign. I often use this when I leave the house in Josiah's home, Liberty's home, Josephine's home. I say, Josiah is in charge. And I say, whatever Josiah says goes, because he's speaking as if I'm speaking to you. If you rebel against Josiah, you're rebelling against my word. And as I'm going out, I say to Josiah, I look him in the face, I said, you be kind to your sisters. Because we see what authority and power does to humans. We have very few good examples, I hate to say. Let's, let's look at a few examples in the scripture of authorities. It's like we're going into, like those who got baptized. You remember you're just walking into cold water and you're like, this is not pleasant. Just ask the Lord's hand. Just take His hand. It's His word. Trust Him. Trust His character. Trust what He's shown you. Trust Him. You have to trust Him. Don't trust your experiences. Don't trust what sin has thwarted, what sin has. Destroyed. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake. 1 Peter 2.13 Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority or to the governor as sent by the one to punish of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing the right... You silence the ignorance of foolish people. It's a challenging scripture, isn't it? But it says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake. It's as though you're submitting to God. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. The scripture reveals the ideal, of course. This is the design. But how many designs that God has set up are following in his ways and paths? This topic would be done and dusted long ago in the hearts of people if the structures that God had set up actually lived according to God's ways. But alas, they don't. The retaliities of our own government is corrupted by sin. Even now, we live in very challenging times. People run up to me all the time. You know what the government? Well, what do you expect? They're sinners. What do you expect? Nonetheless, we need to be aware of our hearts and always respect the position that the authorities have in our lives, even if we strongly disagree with them. Paul encourages us to pray for our governments and those in authority over us because he knows the impact they have on our lives. We must continue to honor position, even if we struggle with the man or woman in the office. You'll see this even when Michael the archangel... Was confronted by Satan in Jude. He said, "The Lord rebuke you." He didn't get all hot and heavy, going in the name like you see people in the name of Jesus and like, who do you think you are, man? Get back in your place. Don't think in your rebellion and all your hot anger or whatever you're doing anything for God when you're walking in rebellion. You are set up against Him. The anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. But of course, sadly, we have so few good examples of good governance in human history this is the challenge there is a brokenness on the planet yes but the kingdom of god is not from the planet we are people are seeking a heavenly jerusalem we're seeking that which is above we live in tents we don't have houses as it were because our house has been made we're on the move we're malleable we're not caught up with living for now and and all of the, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life, but we're set up. And there's the, our king says this. Our king says, love your enemies. So you're like, what the? Pray for those who despitefully use you. And you know, I've asked you when you go on about Trudeau to me. I'm like, do you pray for him? I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying in a sense. Facts are facts, dude. But watch yourself. Watch yourself. Rebellion comes so quickly, so cleanly. You ever think, how did Satan, who gazed upon the very glory of God that we seek a glimpse of every Sunday, he gazed upon it and thought, I'm going to be like the Most High God. Don't you think pride and arrogance is a, simple, a pill perfectly designed for you? The pain that you've gone through, the abuse that you've gone through, at the hands of authorities and those who should have known better, until so you set up yourself against these things, how do I know so much? I know because I've been there and still struggle at times. Another place, the church, man. I've been around for a while. It's a weird place at times. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they watch over your souls as those who give, must give an account. To this end, allow them to lead you with joy and not with grief. For that would not be an advantage to you. Again, just as with the government, we've seen a lot of, and heard a lot of, ton of weirdness. Of course, we never hear about the good stuff. That doesn't make the news. I get it. I'm trusting the majority of, is, is good. But does this nullify God's structure? God's design? Do we go and go through, the, throw it out? What we see in the world? And build something that we like? And you do see that. You see these weird, weird aberrations of this is not the structure that God has put forth. All of it's in a reaction to abuse. This one's for you, uh, brother. No. First Peter 5:5. 5, 5, younger man, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. Because God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Isn't that a terrifying thought? You're petitioning God, you're crying, you're weeping, you're seeking Him, and all the while in rebellion, God resists the proud. But in light of all this, I want to make this is important. Obeying God is unconditional. Obeying delegated authorities is not. Understand that. Because I've heard many a delegated authorities say otherwise. God is perfect and holy. Humans make mistakes. I'm just going to... Actually, I'm going to land it here because it's perfectly going to transition into the next portion of Ephesians chapter 5. So Anne and Mary, if you could come forward. I'm just going to ask you to stand together. I do not take lightly this topic. Sorry? I don't take lightly this topic of submission and authority. But I got I to gotta wonder why the enemy has done so much to destroy this particular, the various particular institution that are, that are ordained by God. And when you start to unpack the scripture and you start to look at it, you are start to understand why. Because rebellion is brings your, your life to a standstill. Yes, you may be in Christ still. You still may be going to heaven. But you wonder why you're not productive. Why you're not having much perseverance in the spiritual realm. Why you're not able to stand. And often it comes out of hurt. It's a reaction to hurt. And yes, you have been hurt. You have been abused, many of us here, by authorities in our lives. It's just a fact. And I ask you, just as we start to look into the relationship of the husband and wife and the children with the parents and, and the various aspects of the Lord, to ask the Lord to soften you. He yeah, had to me, my father was very abusive to, my, to, to the boys and my mother. I, I, I The first-hand abuse of this, just as beating my mother and, and the kids. But it does not nullify the word of God. There's something in this that's been lost. We cannot say we are submitted to God wants submission, a heart of submission, where there's peace, there's freedom, there's shelter, where the gale force winds are not crashing on you because you're in the shadow of his wings. There's this submission and peace. No longer fighting and striving, but say, yes, Lord, on my knees, I'm done. To him first, I'm done. The way your husband treated you, you got, you've got to ask him to help you with that, to forgive and let go. The way you, your boss, your government, whatever you feel over COVID, that you feel you got mistreated by your government, because I've talked to you, I've talked to people here, you've got to let it go. You've got to release it. You've got to come into submission to Christ first. You've got to honor those in authority over you. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them. Honor, you don't have to feel it. You just do it. Stop the voices in the head and the noise that keeps leading you down that place to hurt. Start trusting God as a way out. Start trusting it. No, no, he loves me. He died for me. He's committed to me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. So why would he force me into submission if it's negative? If it's harmful? We have to trust God afresh. Lord, we look to you we submit to you. We honor you. Lord, I just pray for each heart. It's real pain, man. I just tell you. Oh, Lord, I ask just for the healing balm of God. I ask for movement in our hearts, Lord, for the brokenness, for all the junk, for the, just the, the cruelty. the arrogance, all that we face, I just pray, Father, breakthrough. Lead us to repentance. Lead us to freedom. Lead us out of this place, this cell. Lead us into submission, fresh and freedom. Lead us into the, 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 the park, the green grass, the sun, the breeze on our face, life. The budding trees, the budding flowers, the budding, Lord, life, we speak life. Lead us out of the winter we've lived in into the spring. Fresh hope, Lord. Lord, we forgive those who have trespassed. We forgive, just if you feel, we forgive our government the way they mistreat us. We bless them. We forgive our father. We forgive our mother. We release them. We bless them. We forgive our husband. We forgive our wife. We forgive. We forgive our children. We forgive, Lord. We forgive. We release, Lord. Freedom in Jesus' name. Lord, only you can unlock the keys, unlock the chains, because whom the Son set free is free indeed. I can't do anything. Lord, we look to you, Holy Spirit. We want to be free people. We want to be people who walk with authority and strength and power. We want to be a people who can truly from revelation say, I too am a man or woman under authority. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. I'm just going to ask these guys to sing a song and just allow the Holy Spirit to minister. It's the Spirit that that brings life. It's the spirit that takes, I trust whatever is of the word of God that I've sown that, Lord, that you would cause growth. It's you, Lord. Just open your heart. Continue open your heart. Allow him to heal you. Ask him. If you can't forgive, if you're so embittered, ask him to help you get to the place where you can forgive. Start somewhere.